0: 14 minutes to 6, just seconds away from the great HG Nelson. Would you like to give us a score, though, for Fleurio Milk, as the Redbacks are in all sorts against WA? What do they say? Walk your ears or turn away right now. If you don't wish to know the score, look look away away now. Six for 83. Six for 83. Harry Nelson was just out, caught Philippe Bold Green. He's going to be a superstar, that Green. An absolute superstar for 18. We're in all sorts. Six. 83. Righto, coming up, uh, HG Nelson, it's 12 minutes to 6. HG Nelson is half of the Royal, HG Nelson Geo, he has penned a book, HG Nelson, The Fairy Tale, a real and imagined history of Australian sport, only HG could have successfully carried this off. It is a mighty read, I've got to say. There's a bit of batted seven there, a bit of Dutch wink. It's a Macmillan publication. It is in all good bookstores. You've got to put it under the Christmas tree. H.G. Nelson, thanks for your time.
1: That's okay, Stephen. More than happy uh, to lock <laughs> horns on this issue. Uh, I was just listening to the problems with EV subsidies there in South Australia and thought, maybe that's my next book. <laughs> TV subsidies in South Australia, real and imagined.
0: Are you real or imagined? Well, pretty much imagined.
1: <laughs> I, I've got to be you know, Bacon sandwich. Now, um, I've got to be honest, Tim. I asked the audience to read the book and work out for themselves what's real, as in truthful or near truthful, and what's imagined. And you'll be surprised that the yo yoing meter of real and imagined swings across the dial, and that's part of the entertainment, yeah. you are entranced by both the truth and the fiction, and often you don't know which is which.
0: Yeah. Well, it all blended in as one for me. The longer you read, the more you think it is all true, and I'm not big on being factually correct, but one of the things that I loved in this book, you've covered a lot of things in sport, HG, a lot of things. We've loved your work over the years. Um but you've got a chapter for Aussie Joe Bugner and a chapter for Tony Abbott. Straight away, I'm intrigued. Straight
1: yeah, well, away, <laughs> well, you know the thing that the thing that struck me was how many of our politicians have some sort of sporting background. Um, and Tony Abbott, front <laughs> and centre, you know the great boxing blue yeah. at uh, Oxford, and then yes. he's polypedal, pedal and now he's instructing people how to surf for charity and all this sort of stuff. He's kept at it, not to mention the problems in Taiwan that he's been solving. Uh, but um, the um, the great thing was that uh, he had a punch. He had one great punch. He went through the wall of the SRC office at uh, Sydney <laughs> University. Uh, the, the rest, he, he must afford a lot of fairly average uh, people to get the blue. But then we come to Aussie Joe Bagner. Uh, I mean, the name says it all. He's a kid who grew up in Hungary, began throwing discus in, uh, in England, decided the sweet science was his real go and uh, fought a lot of uh, the greats of the era and then came to Australia, kept on fighting the lesser greats of the era. Nothing wrong with that. He loved to come back. He loved the sweet, the smell of the sweet science. And uh, so then he became, he needed a handle to distinguish him from the old Joe and he became Aussie Joe (laughs) and a great ambassador for multiculturalism. He used to appear in the ring, you know, Green and gold dressing gown with a sprig of wattle on it to say, you know, I've adopted this everything about the good new land and I'm still punching. Yeah, but
0: it's genius how you do it. It is genius how you blend the real with the imaginary. So, soapy sefton, acca stinky, akka knobs, acca putrid, acca sluggo. I mean,
1: you, that is HG right there. It is. And uh, again, you know, that. that You've hit a bit that's obviously can I be, be can I let the cat out of the bag? It's yeah. That bit it's, <laughs> I made it up. <laughs> the great thing, of course, is is that uh, in in all the work that we do, the and HD do, there's obviously an element of truth, as in the Melbourne Cups on next Tuesday, sort of thing. Yeah. But then the, the the charm is is that then we veer off into worlds of implausibility or maybe possibility. Mm. So and the audience has to listen. They have to. Think well. This is um, this is true or not? And then, as soon as they get that mindset, they become rusted on to the act, <laughs> which is a great, which is a great uh, um, achievement.
0: That is that's the genius of it. I think this one's true. And what I love in the book is you've got a lot of quotes of wisdom. H. G. Nelson ah. wisdom. I, I want to read this one. Every Australian of a certain vintage thinks they have one good punch in them. H. G. That's me. That is
1: me. <laughs> You know, you can ask every, everybody thinks they should be in the cricket team for at least one innings on a Boxing Day test or open the yeah, bowling for correct. the round weekend at the SCG or the Cathedral End at the Adelaide Oval. I mean, it, it is true that all Never mind how old they are. Never mind. And, of course, they model themselves on Roy... Uh, who uh, obviously has <laughs> played cricket at the highest level, high-level <laughs> rugby league, AFL, etc., all at a very high-level right, trained, obviously, the great rooting king, to great success at college <laughs> Everybody thinks they can do that as well, exactly. and they can in their own backyard. Uh, H.G., I've
0: I got to confess, I, I'm a pictures man. When I read a memoir or an autobiography, um, I like to see, you know, some colour picks. I'll even accept the sepia one, a black-and-white one. Not one single, solitary photo in this book, H.G. Nelson.
1: Yeah, but remember the pictures of the mind. That's what you're <laughs> getting here, the pictures of the mind. I mean, Stephen, a lot of this stuff, the The idea that they've recently discovered Bradman Pitch in Barrel is going to host 80,000 at a celebratory, celebratory match uh, for the 100th years of uh, England-Australia tests. I think it's 1928 was when we started yeah. playing England, and then in, obviously, 2028 will be the hundred years, and to have a celebratory test on the concrete strip at Barrel and 80,000... i to be honest here. I tried, but I couldn't get the, uh, the Photoshop to work quite as well as I might. <laughs> <laughs> the pictures of the mind are often very important here.
0: Yeah. I'm glad you've included, and you had to, because um, I think of Roy and HG, I think of all things HG is the Olympics. The Five Rings Circus made the book. Yes. 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 Well,
1: well, but the thing is that uh, I, I deal with the forgotten years, the first 10 Olympics. Yes, yeah. Because people are fairly, <laughs> you know, again, of a certain age, are fairly familiar with what happened after 56 sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they, the whole thing was they... Early years, the the Wild West years where pigeon shooting and tug-of-war, all those obstacle courses in the swimming, all that sort of stuff, was was the go, and I've tried to revitalise some of that with Brisbane 3032 in mind. I mean, could you imagine the tug-of-war being on the the card in Brisbane? I can. Uh, I'm not sure. Apparently, the reason why they didn't continue with the tug-of-war, people lost interest. I find that hard to believe. (laughs) (laughs) And And not... Yeah, and not one battered
0: savile. How's your mother to be seen in the book, HG?
1: No, that's true. Well, we thought we should move on from some yeah, of those great moments. Fickle. And I've got, to, I've, got to, um, I've got to be honest here is, is that the Olympics uh, had their own charm as those who come to in their artwork. They, they seem to go wildly. They liked the nude in the early artwork yes. and they liked an attractive uh, form with the laurel wreath just out of on the medals and the posters <laughs> and so on. I mean, all that's there. Yeah, uh, all, all with the battered seven and so on in mind in future years.
0: Fantastic. Now, I hear you're already talking to Macmillan, the publisher, for mm-hmm. a sequel, I don't know, a part two. I think this is minimum a trilogy.
1: No, minimum.
0: Not- HG, minimum.
1: I know. Look, that's very kind of you, uh, Stephen. It's uh, great to have your support. But I've got to say is that... <laughs> somebody in my travels to just 10. 10? No. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: Nah. Uh, Nah. Look, I think there's certainly a second one. I think there's certainly a second one in it. There were were things like I, uh, partly the deadline as you know in these things tends to focus the mind and uh, Mm. so what happened was that I'd already had started on other chapters but I couldn't finish off. A lot more motorsport was going to go, there's a fair slab of just grab a in it obviously but there was a lot more motorsport going to go in especially the hill climb yes. uh, my favourite <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, uh, yeah. there was the surfing the big slab of surfing in it as well obviously a yeah. trip out the cactus and so on in Beautiful. the surfing uh, so that's all to come and um, I'm not sure whether the um, Whether the publishers will have to wait and see how it goes, I
0: suppose. It depends on how generous people
1: are. Yeah, fair call. she Nelson, all the best. You
0: have literally lived a fairy tale. We love your work. This is so you. It is actual genius, and I don't say that lightly. The way you weave it in is just poetry, mate. Well done, congratulations, and thanks for your time.
1: Well, thanks very much, Stephen. Thanks for your interest. You know, it's so hard to get people in this day and age with a social media and all that sort of stuff to relax and
0: talk sport. Correct. It's a credit to you. Correct. H.G. Nelson, you star.
1: Thanks very much.
0: So H.G. Nelson, The Fairy Tale, a real and imagined history of Australian sport. I couldn't put this one down, honestly. It took three days. It's a great read. Put it under the Christmas tree. It is in all good bookstores. H.G. Nelson, our guest. <laughs> The last shout. All oh What do you got for us what to finish? Might have been porky boy there. Three days. Only got it yesterday. <laughs> hey, last <laughs> shout. <laughs> Don't smoke a mirror. Yeah. Um, it's Mark Taylor's birthday today. Yes. It is also Davey Warner's birthday today. Nice. So you think of that. You just think of that. New South Welshman. Yep. Both left-handers. They are, yes. Both test-openers. Mm-hmm. Both had massive asses. <laughs> I mean, massive. I just want to ask a question to the listeners as they're home, driving home mm-hmm. or sitting home or whatnot. Who had the better average, Davey Warner or Mark Taylor? Oh, Just a quick guess. Question. David Warner, 86 tests averaged, 48.09, yep. 24 test tons. Tubbs. M. Taylor, 104 tests, good skipper too, averaged 43.49. Oh, Davey. Having said that with 19 tons, I'd pick M. Taylor yeah. over D. Warner all day, every day. Just before we go, Josh Cavallo, big story today. You heard Ross Aloisi earlier on the show. Josh is on The Project tonight on okay. Channel 10, so we'll be able to hear from him. And I want to finish with a tweet that came through that said, Adelaide United, just heard Ross Aloisi speaking to Roey on the sports show. Just wanted to say from a 30-year-old masculine sport-loving gay man with an unsupportive family, I only wish that Ross was part of my family. So well spoken, and you're very lucky to have him, Josh Cavallo. Kind so, words. Very kind nice words. Sports Day say in the way.